Hey, Texas Values friends, Jonathan Sines here, president of Texas Values. Welcome to the Texas Values Report. It's great to be with you on another glorious and really a just a unusual week here in the state of Texas. A lot of ice, a lot of difficult weather, and, and really a lot of concerning things, a lot of uh, loss of life of individual across the state of Texas and some friends that work in government. And so it's been a challenging week, but it's Friday. We're going to try to get through this day. We've got some great information we want to share with you about what's been happening at the state legislature, what's been happening across the state on the issues of faith, family, and freedom. And some of that is things that are happening outside of the state of Texas as it relates to these issues. But we're about five weeks into the legislative session. So there's some important work that's starting to get done. Things are starting to get a little bit more organized and come into focus. And someone who knows a lot about that work is State Representative Briscoe Kane. State Representative Briscoe Kane is a Texas House member from the Deer Park area. That's the southeast part of the Houston area. I used to, to be a part of that area many years ago. And so, you know, Briscoe Kane's no stranger to the Texas Values Report. He's been on our show numerous times to talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom. And a lot of times it's related to pro-life issues. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, and, but we're going to update you on some really information on the organizational side of things. Briscoe Kane is not only the Texas House member uh, from the Southeast Texas area, Southeast Houston area, Deer Park area, but he's now the chairman of the elections committee. That information came out uh, at the end of last week. So I know he's very excited about that. Really, uh, a next step in leadership. And there also was big news about the heartbeat bill that he and Senator Brian Hughes are going to be a part of. Representative, excuse me, Chairman Kane, welcome to the Texas Values Report. You know, it's 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 always still Briscoe. I can't uh, you know <laughs> let that title go to my head. And um, and thank you for letting me be part of it. Just like you and 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 the listeners and the watchers all know. Um, we're all just playing different roles in the same army. We're here to fight for life and for religious, for religious liberty and for freedom, for traditional values. And while some of us may have titles or we have different positions and roles, it's just like any other kind of maybe an army, the army of God and the, of doing right things that we're still really in this together. And it's all an integral part. Um, I'm, I am nothing without my awesome bride who kind of helps steer this thing and our children, but without the, the people on the ground, the grassroots. And similarly, I know your organization's the same. We, we wouldn't be here without them. And, and, and that's really kind of the, the heartbeat of, of where we are and, and why we're getting it done. Yeah, well, no, absolutely. And look, I appreciate your friendship and with you and Burgundy and your family, getting to spend time together is so important. And, you know, really gives us a chance when things kind of get in the thick of the battle to know each other better, but also to know how committed we both are and, and your team and our team as well. And look, it is important though. You're now in this role and, and I appreciate your humility, but now in the role as a chairman, someone who is seen as someone who can be counted on, who's going to lead and get things done, but is also a trusted and respected member of the legislature. And sometimes, you know, you've got you to gotta earn that, right? I mean, people have got to see that over time and they see that you're committed to work and not just you, but anyone that rises in leadership, that it's not just about words, it's actually about getting things done. And our work together started quite uh, many years ago before you were in an elective office. And so, and, and some people may know that, they may not. Sometimes they see elected officials and they're not aware of some of the work they've done in service, if you will, before that time. And Look, so it started here before we are. I graduated yeah. law school, Jonathan. It actually was back when I wanted to grow up and be like Jonathan Sines and, uh, and wanted to be a lawyer uh, doing things of fighting for religious liberty and, and for faith, family values. And, 
and for for unborn baby lives. And of course, not just what comes along with the injury to unborn baby life, but for 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 hurting moms and to prevent those injuries of hurting moms and hurting dads who've experienced those things. So we were not uh, at that time period. I wanted to grow up and be like you, and I'm happy to be able to. Uh, get to now and, and come together and grab arms and work with each other and, and, and advance uh, the agenda of Texas values. Well, there's no doubt. And I'm appreciated that you've done a lot better than just be growing up to be me and, and surpassed probably a lot of things that I've done. And, but that does put us in a position to get work done. We're at a very important time in our state. Now that you're in the position you're in, I think a lot more people are going to listen and hear what you have to say about issues and see that we're going to work on these things and, and particularly on the life issue. So I want to talk a little bit about the heartbeat bill today, because we know that bill is going to be filed soon. Uh, the, a speech a week and a half or so ago, I'm try, trying to think of how long it's been almost two weeks now, I guess, from Governor Abbott. No surprise that he would express his support for pro-life measures, asking members to do something on this issue, talking about eradicating abortion. But the backdrop of this is this is a child, right? This is a baby. The heartbeat bill, while you know that the name is something that people can identify with and remember, it is specifically because that's what it's about. I mean, we think about the issue of a heartbeat. It's one of the most distinctive things when it comes to life. Is life present or not? Does someone have a heartbeat? Do they have a pulse? That's something that's universal uh, throughout our world when it comes to humanity. And I'm hoping that'll be a reason people will see, you know what, if a heartbeat is detected, that should tell us human life is present and we should protect it. Yeah. Now, you and I both know, and, and most of our supporters and those watching it, we know that, that life begins at conception and that heartbeat becomes into play sometime later on. And the more we advance the technology, the sooner we're starting to find that it's there. So make, you know, uh, no, I don't know. There's no difference. We, of course, want to abolish it all. Um, and towards, though, in that necessary step, uh, we realize that we, we've got to get something done in the, in the best way, in the best vehicle, I believe, and instead of other kind of scholars and, and thinkers believing that the heartbeat bill is the way to advance that and to go at the heart of Roe v. Wade and, and Planned Parenthood v. Casey uh, to challenge those things. Look, whether we like it or not, um, those those in the black robes, those those unelected judges, still um, fall prey to political pressures, and the hmm, the the thought of the day, right? They're still aware of what people think, and the heartbeat bill, the approach that it takes, the polling shows we're right. In fact, you can see where there'll be polling of members of of um, maybe uh, to the left, and if you were to ask them, you'd say, "Do you support a 20-week ban?" And oftentimes they'd say no. If you ask them if they support a heartbeat bill, which is, you know, can be detected long before 20 weeks, they say yes. And why is that? It's because the message, people understand that, that a heartbeat means life. They've all, whether they've not held a child or, or heard the Doppler of, of a baby in recent years, now that we have that technology, they've, they've maybe held an animal. They felt that heartbeat. It means something. And, and as, as a believer, as Christians, we know that when we were trying to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ and, and recruit more, we understand that the way we phrase things and our wording matters. And here in framing this, it is undeniable that we're taking the moral high ground and explaining that, that after a heartbeat, that the baby should be protected when the heartbeat's detected. That is hard for people to counter. Uh, though our opponents have a really difficult time telling us that we shouldn't protect an unborn child with a heartbeat. 
Yeah, well, look, and, and, you know, over the years, you've seen more and more young people get involved in these issues. You've seen more technology, more scientific information come forward where people understand it. I mean, some things are basic, right? That's what sometimes is the beauty, whether it's a child, you know, an infant, uh, you know, a, a, a preschooler, you know, kids in general, right? Some things they don't even have to think about, right? They, they just become so natural the way that they oftentimes will gravitate towards children or connect with babies. I mean, the, the life is so present. And when you, if you were to ask a child that, right, you know, what, what would that mean if someone has a heartbeat? Oh, that means that they're alive. You know, I mean, these are just really simple concepts. And so if you think about the life issue, a lot of times young people, it's not complicated for them. When they think about it, I know when I talk about it, and, and it's so extraordinary, though, when we think about some of the technology that exists, whether it's 3D or 4D images and videos of the child in the womb, but also, as you mentioned, how early and how um, easy, if you will, we can detect those heartbeats and people can hear that, right? So a lot of times when people are, you know, a couple is wondering if they're pregnant, the mother is waiting, you know, to hear that sound, right? It's such a strong indicator. And so there's a lot of science behind this as well that allows this issue to come together and make a lot of sense. But a lot of it is the number that continues to grow, right? We just passed the anniversary of, if you will, of Roe versus Wade, 60 million children, if not more in the United States. And while we've done some great things in the state of Texas to limit abortion, regulate abortion, the number is still probably around 50,000 by estimates every year just from the state of Texas. That's a lot of loss of life. And people, I think some to some extent last year with a lot of discussion about the fragility and the preciousness of life and everybody be safe. Uh, I think that's on people's minds a lot. It might allow people to say, well, how are we treating, uh, you know, humans in other scenarios as well? And I, and I think those are things that will add to this discussion of people saying, look, it's, you know, it's been too long. There's been too many losses, too much loss of life. It's time to do something significant. Well said. I, that's, that's exactly right. And so where the heartbeat bill comes into play is, is that we need to grow the movement, right? We need to continue to increase the pro-life generation. I'm glad you mentioned that, that, that the younger generation, I, I mean, I'm on the, I got the telling of the millennials, but even that goes lower, we're seeing the numbers are showing that they're more pro-life than the generation before them. And some of that we would say is, is due to the benefit of technology that makes it very undeniable. This is not just a clump of cells. But in order for us to continue to grow and, and have more and more people on our side, it is so easy to challenge them with the concept of whether we should end the life when you detect that beautiful beating heart of a child. And so I, I challenge those listening and watching to, to begin that conversation with others that may, they may not know where they are, but ask them that question, what they think about when there's a heartbeat that's detected. Shouldn't that baby be protected? It, it seems really easy. Of course, again, the goal is to that we abolish it all the way. And one way to do that, though, is to make abortion unthinkable. Is to begin the, the moral cry in the hearts of the people that, that we don't just need our government to ban it. We need people to begin to say no and that it's wrong and, and speaking up and making it unthinkable. So uh, we need to continue and have our, our friends out there to continue to pray. And I guess I'm preaching to myself when I say that, of, of prayer for that revival and that we, we speak up and for righteousness and to make it unthinkable. Well, look, I, I don't think we should forget about, I don't say you're forgetting, or, um, you know, lose sight of, if you will, the power of prayer. I know as 
you and I as Christians, that's something that matters to us. And so we always encourage people to do that. While we're going to stay in the thick of the fight, we're going to be at the Capitol. We're going to be working with elected officials to not forget the value of prayer, no matter where they are. And I think it can come into focus a little bit more during these times where people are not able to get together as much. Maybe they're not going to come to the Capitol as much. I do want them to come to the Capitol, though, on our Faith and Family Day, March 17th. That's a day we're going to have the Capitol. The registrations are already open, texasfaithandfamily.com. It's just $5. That covers your lunch. Come to the Capitol that day. But for a lot of people that, for whatever reasons, maybe not be traveling as much, don't forget about the power of prayer, and we're going to need it. I mean, we're just at the beginning of this process. Let's talk a little bit about the legislative thing, side of things, Chairman Kane. You filed this bill last session. You had 50 or so co-authors. There's 150 House members. There's 83 Republicans, and the bill didn't move. We won't get into all the details of what did or didn't happen last time, but there was an indication as far as the amount of co-authors that a lot of members supported it. I would imagine you're getting, uh, you know, feedback from members already indicating that they're going to want to support it. It seems like it's something that Republicans particularly, and I think we'll see some Democrats as well, it, it doesn't take a lot of thought for them to understand, okay, I get what this is probably about, and I'm ready to, to do it. And with what the governor said a week and a half ago, I think that's you know really encouraging and a lot of good details that could put you in a position to succeed. Yeah. There's uh, so for people that you know know they're senators, they're going to be, you know, we're going to ask that you advocate for them to go sign on to Senator Brian Hughes's heartbeat bill in the House. Um, but I encourage people to sign on to Shelley Slauson's bill and, and the and the bill we're working on. Right now, we're at over 56 um, authors, co-authors, joint authors, including myself, um, with a with a lot more that will easily and quickly sign on. They're just um, you know they had to leave. Uh, the capital due to kind of snow and weather conditions back in the district that that will very quickly put this past 60. I, I kind of I call them the low hanging fruit. They're they're well known people that are that are pro life that we just haven't been able to get the sheet in front of them. And so I expect this to get uh, pretty close to to 70. Of course, the magic number being in the Texas House 76. That's 50 percent plus one of the 150 of us. That means that bill passes. I expect to get there pretty quickly. But your members, your legislators, uh, without bombarding them and demanding and kind of reminding that it's always best to, to get things with honey and being respectful, that's kind of how you get stuff. Uh, a lot easier than, you know, bash them over the head. If, if anybody knows in their personal lives with their wives, it's a whole lot easier to, to be sweet and get things that we want. Uh, keeping that in mind, though, is reminding them of your stance and asking them to support pro-life legislation of being specific. So if there's other things out there, whether it's Prenda and other pro-life issues or religious liberty issues, asking them to go sign on to that. Not just saying, hey, we want you to support religious liberty or support uh, or ensure that churches aren't closed. If there's a bill on that, which there are, is to go and ask them to go add their name to that, to show that they, they support it publicly and they'll do, they'll do more than just vote for it. Oftentimes you'll hear things like, well, get to the floor, I'll vote for it. Hey, we're asking that uh, that's the case. Well, add your name to it before we vote on it. Show now look, at, I think that's a great way for elected officials to show their constituents Hey, I'm putting my name on it, you know, and so for um, let's not wait until the four and for a lot of people inside the Capitol in the process, they know it's a way to show, OK, this already has a lot of support. There's no reason it shouldn't come to the floor. And some of it might be a timing issue. OK, and and whether or not there's more bills and more activity going on than usual, it sure feels like, it, you know, and, and I'm up for getting work done. 
but I also think it's good to recognize if there are timing issues, if there are health issues, if there are security issues, the capital shuts down uh, like it's done several times, whatever the case may be, let's not wait. Let's get this done soon. Let's let it, let's get it done early. Uh, there's been a few times I've been a part of bills that have actually passed and been signed like midway through May. Right. I mean, it, and you can see it happen. I'd love to see that. Right. I mean, let's do it on mother's day. Who knows? I mean, it could be real interesting. It could happen, but I love that idea, uh, by the way. That's, that, that's uh, solid. I think that's what you're going to see with this. Wouldn't yeah. that be fun? I, I, that, I like it. And it's a way and to show people, let's go get it. There's extra reason to be really excited. You've got Senator Brian Hughes, um, a well-known staunch supporter of, of life and, and family values and religious liberty over in the Senate, who is the chairman of the Senate Committee on State Affairs. That is the committee where that bill will go in the Senate, who has said, this is my priority package for this issue that is going to be carrying it as the companion in the Senate. That, that sends a very strong message. When you've got something really important and you've got both chambers, uh, leadership both chambers committed to seeing that through, it's a positive sign. So be encouraged, but let's check and verify. Did you depress that we have people sign on to it and support it? Um, it's easy to get confident and think it's the, the battle is done and, and that our job is finished, but it's not. It's not until it's across the finish line, right, Jonathan? No, absolutely. Until the ink is dry, if you will, on the governor's signature. And But you got a nod from the governor already as far as at least wanting to support pro-life legislation. No surprise there. It's good to hear that public message. I wouldn't, I mean, I think you can expect the lieutenant governor's office is going to be supporting it, you know, one way or another. And so, a lot of opportunity to get this done. Hey, let's let's get it done early, and let's leave no doubt in, in not be in a situation where things get caught in the timing of those last few days of the session. I know you'll be working on that. Fifty-six Representative Kane says there's fifty-six House members already pledged their support. Uh, I don't see any reason why we can't get to seventy-six less uh, next week, early next week when members come back. We're about to run out of time, so I'm going to cut Representative, excuse me, Chairman Kane. It's going to take me a, a day or two to it's get used to that. Briscoe Chairman Kane, loose and look, I appreciate <laughs> Briscoe. I appreciate working with you. Our team does. We got a great opportunity, and I also think this: people in other parts of this the country will be watching. There are other states that are passing heartbeat bills. You've got Amy Coney Barrett now at the Texas, excuse me, at the U.S. Supreme Court. The Roe versus Wade issue started in Texas. This is one way that we can start uh, making steps to people. We do stand for life as we've done for many years. So Chairman Briscoe Kane, Briscoe, thanks again for being on the Texas Values thanks, Report. Hey, can I give you an unsolicited plug just for the viewers about Texas Values real quick? You can. I got there 15 are a, there are seconds. There are a lot of organizations out there that are advocating for really similar issues. Many of them great. There's one organization that is always here in the building. I see them more than anyone else, and that's Texas Values. Uh, every time I walk into the floor, going through that lobby where the lobbyists are, right? They're like pounding on us. We, we've got Jonathan Simon's gonna be there, or, or Mary Catherine's there, passing out literature, always a smiling face, um, giving us the same handout they gave us yesterday, but they're constantly advocating for what, for what their supporters and the donors have, have said they're to do. So what I can say is, um, it, there should be no doubt when you're wondering if, if where your treasure and your time is going to uh, this organization, Texas Values is is one that does it. And um, you can be trusted that that, yeah, they're there advocating as they said they would. Thank you, John. Well, I couldn't have said it any better. 
I appreciate you doing that. I didn't put him up it, to it, it, okay? Yeah. But look, we try to be happy warriors, and we do try to be of service to elected officials and give them good information and be there present. That's why our office is two blocks from the Texas Capitol. So, uh, Chairman Kane, thanks again for being with us on the Texas Values Report. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, I just got about a minute. I got about a minute or two left, and so I'm going to make my fundraising pitch. If you heard what Representative Briscoe Kane said, you can make a tax-deductible donation today, TXVash.com, so we can protect faith, family, and freedom in the state of Texas like we've done for many years. Ah, February can be a tough month, right? I get it, but we've got expenses every month. We just brought a new member of our team on, so we need your support. It's going to get real interesting and active during the legislative session, so please support us at TXValues.org. You can also sign up for the Texas Faith and Family Day. You got to come to this. I know it's a little bit difficult. I know the Capitol's not open as much as it used to be. And, you know, people are still trying to navigate uh, how you get in. We're going to help you with all that. We're going to give you half a day training on how the legislative process works. Then we're going to go to the Capitol with you. We're going to have lunch together. We're going to have some great speakers. We're going to risk cocaine over during the other efforts. So you don't want to miss that. It's only $5, okay? We're, and, and that just covers your lunch. I mean, you're going to have to eat lunch that day. You're not going to want to go anywhere else because there's not a lot of places to eat around the Capitol anymore. Uh, sorry to say. A lot of places have closed down. The cafe is very limited. So just pay five bucks, register, and uh, bring a couple of friends. TexasFaithAndFamily.com is the website for that event. Um, that is the Texas Faith and Family Day, March 17th. Be a part of that with Concerned Women for America, Texas Pastor Council, Texas Eagle Forum, a lot of our friends that are going to be teaming up with us that day. And look, if you want to intern for us, we do have an internship position available. You can get on the ground training for some of the work that we do, some of the, the, the best and brightest, as I like to say. And look, things are moving forward, okay? A lot of work to be done at the Capitol. Things are going to start uh, moving very fast and picking up. Call and tell your legislator that you want them to be a co-author of the heartbeat bill. And all, if you didn't see our release, ban the Bible bills are back. Those bills that try to make it illegal for you to have your values on sexuality and marriage relates to the Bible, telling Christian counselors they can't have discussions about these issues with parents and with individuals, a whole host of bills that got to be on the lookout for. Uh, so check our website, txvalues.org, for those websites, and we'll have more updates and news for you about faith, family, and freedom in Texas next week on the Texas Values Report.